You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, April the 2nd of 2021. We once again, ladies and gentlemen, made it to another Friday. Welcome to the show. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, your host for the show, Lucas Smith. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me whenever I go live uh, to get on on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports, and it works out well that today's show sponsor is Locker Room, because today I am posting the Locker Room discussion that Jeff Carr and I had following yesterday's 11-6 Redbird winner, so there's not going to be a lot of me talking right now, um, but I do want to yeah, just kind of give give you guys just another heads up if you guys missed my show yesterday the cardinals have an off day today so you can catch up on your cardinal content you can listen to my reaction um from yesterday's show as well as you can head over to the locked on mlb account for my um immediate reaction on the locked on now that they posted to scroll a little bit because um everybody had some some reaction but um head over to locked on mlb twitter account for that reaction if you would like um and again just as a you know, in case you didn't listen to my show or you forgot, um, I will be kind of out of commission a little bit this week. Um, it is um, Easter weekend, so t- tomorrow you know, I'll be, be traveling and going to Easter Vigil Mass, which is Saturday night, and then uh, traveling in Easter on Sunday. So most likely we'll not be doing a lot of tweeting, but still be um, watching the games and keeping you up to date and have a recap episode coming your way on Monday. But before I get to the conversation between Jeff Carr and myself, I would, kind of, I would like to tell you about two shows. Uh, both the, um, I, I've been on one and had the host of the other one on, on this show. Uh, the one that I've been on is Locked On Today. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The other one, um, the host has been on this show. Arm Layton is the host of Locked on MLB Prospects. He's a minor league play-by-play voice, and it's the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Head over to Locked on MLB Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so just two good shows I want to tell you about before I get too far into it. Um, but once again, today's episode is the conversation between Jeff Carr and myself on Locker Room following the Cardinal winner yesterday. Um, so I hope you enjoy Jeff and I's conversation. I tell you, that first inning was a rough one, especially with that Suarez there. But then that Carlson home run, banging off mm-hmm. the foul pole, I was like, ah, man. I was literally – so I was two sections over from where that hit. Okay, I was going to ask where you were. I was um, – I don't know that you could see me if you watch that replay just because the way that the camera moved. But, yeah, and, and where um, – I think it was Goldschmidt's double – uh, hit off the top of the wall. I was two sections over from that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that looks really close to a home run to me. I don't know, but I, I understand why it wasn't. But it was close. It was definitely close when I saw it hit. I think the only reason that they didn't call it is because it was angled back into play. Like I think if it would have bounced straight up, they probably would have called it a home run. Right. Yeah. I mean. I thought that I was like, oh man, that was going to be a quick start. And then all of a sudden it was a quick start. 
I did yeah. not expect that from Lu- from Luis Castillo at all. I know you haven't watched the replay or whatever. It might have been tough, but what did you think was wrong with Castillo? Well, it's interesting because I watched a little bit of his post game, and they were asking him, you know, did he did he feel okay? Did he have trouble gripping the ball? And the way that he had said it, he was just like, I, I threw up what I thought were some good pitches. I, I felt as though they were good. I just tipped my cap to the Cardinals because they were teeing off on him. So I don't, I don't necessarily know that there's a lot to glean from it other than it was just a bad day at the office for him. It was his hmm. career worst start if you look at like earned runs and things like that. And a big part of that was that error by Suarez. Um, right really felt like they had a shot to double up Yadi on that one. But that being said, you got to get the outs. And the very next guy was Carlson, who just destroyed the right field foul pole. So I yeah. I, uh, I saw that, too, and I'm just like, yep, that's right on brand. Man, I'll tell you what, too, to give you a little insider info, sitting out there in right field uh, with all the folks, there were plenty of uh, – well-lubricated individuals who were giving it to Justin <laughs> Williams. And I got to say, I was impressed with that dude's glove. That dude played a mean le- or right field. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, of the guys who are vying for that spot, he's really the only natural right fielder on the Cardinals because Nagowski is a natural first baseman, but you're not going to start him over Goldschmidt. And Dean is more of a left fielder. So, I mean, you know. The left, right field, there's not much of a difference, but there is enough. And they made at least one nice play to Rob Castellanos today. And, yeah, he's definitely shown the promise. Not much with the bat today, but, yeah. So you said the people were yelling at, yelling at him. That's pretty funny. Yeah, people just giving it to him. Like, there was, uh, <laughs> there was one guy, and actually Williams responded to him on this, but it was in between pitches where one dude yelled, you're a career 167 hitter. And without turning around, he just raised up his throwing hand and he gave a thumbs up to the crowd. And and it really was a thumbs <laughs> up. It, it wasn't like a middle finger or anything like that. But, right. Um, I, I thought he I thought he took it like a champ. Plus that robbing of Castellanos. I mean, it's a shoulda, woulda, coulda situation. It makes no actual difference in value, but could have been a triple and it could have been a cycle for him because he hit everything else. Right. Well, especially if Williams, like, if, if he does jump and miss it, like if he just plays it safe and gets it off the wall, probably not. But if he jumps like that and misses it and then he falls down like he did when he caught it anyways, then he's right. got to get back up, go get the ball. And, but, you know, depending on where that carom, that could have taken a while. But There was yeah. that, and then there was another play. I forget exactly who it was that got the hit, but it was a single that he caught it on a one-hop and just threw a laser back into the field that um pretty sure that Goldschmidt cut off before it got to home plate. But it was because of that he saved a run because the Reds had a guy rounding third. And whenever he saw how good the throw was, he was like, yep, nope, I'm good. I'm stopping right here. Yeah, I remember that player talking. About, I can't remember who got the hit, but, yeah, I do remember that play. But let, 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 since we're talking about base running, Jeff, what the <laughs> hell was that base running? I think it was Stevenson. What was he yeah. thinking? Well, I mean, I just don't understand it. He must have forgotten how many outs there are. That's the only explanation. There's two things that I think of. He saw the line drive, and he saw it go over his head, but then he didn't uh, see it anymore, and he just assumed that it was a gap shot. Or there was some kind of play on. Maybe it was like a run and hit situation or something like that. And 
I just because I looked at it, and whenever they threw it to second and tagged it for the other out, I'm like, well, what are they doing? I mean, that was a nice little sack fly. We got a run. The Reds are continuing the rally. And then it's like, nope. Tyler Stevenson was about to round third on that play. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was – I mean, there was plenty of people at the stadium that were not happy about that, but I was just confounded. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't even know what happened. That was just a breakdown of epic proportions. Yeah, I texted my grandfather. He's like, well, that was good base running, and he, he just responds, grade school. I was like, yeah, that, that, that about sums it up. Because, that, I mean, that too that, – that was at the inning or two innings after the Castellanos robbery of by Williams. I mean, that's two big momentum shifts, and I'm a, I'm a big proponent in any sport, but especially with baseball and especially with fans in the stands, it's a game of momentum to me. So I yes. think that both of those moments really tilted the momentum back to St. Louis. And, you know, Flaherty didn't have as good a stuff as he usually does, obviously, with the, the final line. But, um, but the, 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 those two moments to me are the key moments where Cincinnati missed up. Yeah, that's that's what me and my buddies were talking about. If you told me coming into this game that the Reds were going to score six and chase Jack Flaherty before he pitched a whole five innings, I'd say, well, the Reds are going to win. But I never would have guessed the just quick breakdown. It was like it was almost poetic how just bad the first inning was like. We we're sitting here in Reds country and saying there's they've got a bunch of guys who can bounce back. They've got talent. They just need to get off to a quick start. And they're like, hold our beer. Watch the first inning of opening day. And it's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give them credit, though. I mean, they battled the whole game. And Oh, I mean, absolutely. That, that base running error uh, really, really killed one rally. But there were plenty of runners left on base that – I look at and I'm like, boy, it's it's crazy to think that, you know, you can score six runs and have almost as many missed opportunities. But I think that's the case for the Reds in this one. More from Jeff and I coming up in just a moment, but I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA college basketball and NHL are in full swing as well as baseball now as we are in the regular season. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can receive that welcome bonus by entering the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, it, it definitely was a case of, you know, I don't, I don't remember what they were from with runners from scoring position, but, it, I mean, um, they, it seems like there were opportunities galore. And I tweeted this out a couple different times during the game, and I talked about it on my podcast tonight that, like, to me, that lineup is never out of a game. I like that lineup a lot. I talked to you about it. I think that that lineup, when everybody's clicking, when everybody's right, that that's a pretty deadly lineup. We saw it with Castellanos had a good day. I think the Torres either had a home run or an extra base hit or some kind. So even though he... You know, the field wasn't his necessarily, but he, he can still hit. No matter how many errors he makes, he can still hit, right? Um, so I definitely think that, you know, to, to at least to my knowledge or to my understanding, the Reds are really never out of it with, with that type of offense they had. And, you know, credit to the bullpen too because, I mean, they had one blow-up inning after the first inning, but 
And if you take out two two of those innings, I think it was six and a four run inning for St. Louis. You know, bullpen and the pitching staff only gave up one other run than that. So I mean, credit to the bullpen outside of that. Yeah, I was. I'll tell you, when it comes to the St. Louis equation from the lineup standpoint, I was just glad Sean Doolittle was able to get uh, Paul Goldschmidt out because my goodness, <laughs> that dude was on fire. I nobody was getting him out. I thought he was going to end the game with a thousand batting average, and he just looked like. A world beater. I hit the ball over 100 miles an hour all five times. First time he's done that, or no, first time or career high that he's done that in his career. So that's impressive. Um, forget where I was going with that. But yeah, he, he definitely, oh, the, you mentioned 1,000 batting average. He did end the day with a 2,000 OPS. So that, that's still a pretty <laughs> good number for somebody to have. But um, but yeah, I thought that Paul Goldschmidt, it, it's weird. I feel like sometimes the bat he uses, to me, almost looks too small. I don't know. He just looks yeah. like he's whacking a baseball with a toothpick, and it just goes a 1,000 miles an hour. But I think that, you know, it, it's tough in baseball specifically, just like trying to get too high or too low if you're a Reds uh, fan, because I know you talked a little bit about that in your Locked On Now video that was tweeted out of just like, um, you know, of what are, what is the silver lining and all this and everything like that. But it, it It is difficult not to get too high as a Cardinal fan after day one, especially after the weirdness that was 2020. I'm like, okay, move past that. Let, let's get forward 2021. It's still a marathon, though. It's still a long ways away before we can get into any sort of realistic expectations after one game, which is always tough to do with baseball. But um, So do you think that the Suarez experiment is is a fail after the, the two errors today? Or what, what, what are your extra thoughts? I will definitely still give him the benefit of the doubt and still give him some time. Um, definitely not a good start. And I watched the replay from the television broadcast angle of that error, and it doesn't make me feel any better because it seriously just looks like he was trying to throw the ball before he had even picked the ball. And that's a pretty basic, you know, just a mental error on his part. But I think that that is something that as he gets a feel for the position – it's going to be a lot better. But that was just part of that first inning where I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then there was that one play um, where it was like a number. I forget who hit it. But uh, Castillo fielded it fine and had a as good a throw as you could have in the situation. But Joey just failed to pick it. And they didn't give him an error. And I don't exactly know why because it felt like that was kind of Joey's ball to catch. But neither here nor there. The defense wasn't great. But I, I definitely think that Suarez will continue to get time at shortstop, especially because, and, and probably the biggest reason that he even was moved there in the beginning, partly out of necessity because they really don't have a shortstop. But then the biggest part is Jonathan India. That guy looked fantastic. I'm very upbeat about the future for the Reds' second base uh, position with him there I thought he hit well looked like he was comfortable at the plate I'm not going to sit here and expect multi-hit games every single game from him because I think that would make him like the best player ever and I don't think anybody's going to have multi-hit games every single game but the fact that he he was able to debut with a multi-hit game and he he saw a lot of action on defense there were a lot of balls hit to him and he handled every single one of them with a plum so I, I was very happy to see that from him. So I think that because of Jonathan India and his talent and his really just exploding onto the scene, I think that they will still give Suarez plenty of rope 
and 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 that and the, and the lack of stuff. Plus, with Sinzel going down, they're saying that injury wise, and I know I'm I'm touching a lot of bases here, but um, with Sinzel leaving the game early, they said it was more precautionary, which is what we were hoping in the stands. We heard shoulder injury, especially on that dive, and I think it was just because it was such a cold day. If you make any kind of diving catch on a day like this, you're probably going to feel it. So they they said that they they think it's very minor and he should be back this weekend, which is good because they're so thin. Like Shogo's already on the injured list. If Sinzel goes down for an extended period of time, I don't know who plays center field. If they've got Tyler Naquin, they've got Aristides Aquino, but it was evident by the way that they played their substitutions that they don't think that Aquino or that uh, Tyler Naquin can hit left-handed pitching. And I'm not really sure that Aristides Aquino can hit any pitching because he's just got this <laughs> hole in his swing that he refuses to fix or he's tried to fix and he can't. And uh, it, it's just kind of frustrating to watch because he's a guy that I root for a lot. And I, he, he was really um, kind of a player that I was kind of hard to be objective about, but I think I've been broken of that. So, yeah, uh, that was kind of a lot of unpacking. But, yes, the reason that I think Suarez has a longer leash is because of Jonathan India's absolute just great start to his mm-hmm. career. Yeah, that's also something I talked about on my pod that was released tonight of just, like, it's important for these, like, um, guys that are on the fringe, whether it be a rookie like India or Carlson or just guys that need good starts because they need good seasons like Suarez or O'Neal for St. Louis. Good starts are imperative because baseball, not only within a game is it momentum-based, but I think that like within a season, it's it's who's hot, who's not, right? So I think that that's also a, a big key to that. And for, for these guys to get off to good starts because it's, it's such a mental game, right? I mean, Yogi Bear talking about how it's 90% mental, the other half is physical, you know, the, the weird Yogiism that he used to have or whatever. <laughs> but I think good starts are just really – they're imperative for baseball so much more than any other sport in my mind. So I think that I agree that India and Carlson and O'Neill and Castellanos all getting off the right foot are huge good steps. And, um, you know, despite the five-run difference, I think that, that this was – it was a, a game of little things because you saw the Cardinals do little things right defensively on the base pass that the Reds just didn't. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's one game of 162, but it's those little things that can add up throughout the course of the season. Absolutely. And, and I, on the uh, other side of the coin with Castillo's like really rough start, that's going to be a huge blip in the radar. That's definitely not a trend. I still think he's going to be a dude that is in the Cy Young conversation this year. I'm not, I don't know that I say that he's going to win it because there's that dude in New York that's really good at pitching, but and there's that dude in St. Louis. Like, I think you probably feel the same way that Jack Flaherty is not going to be putting up starts like this. So I, I think that both of our starters that were today, which was hilarious because when I looked at betonline.ag today and I saw the over under at seven and a half, I didn't touch it because I thought that was about right. I, I thought it was going to be like a four to three, five to three ball game, and that was going to be it. <laughs> and. And lo and behold, they uh, they blow the over out of the water in the first two innings. And so that was kind of hilarious. One more quick note from myself before I get you back to Jeff Carr and I's conversation. And I want to tell you about Built Bar. 
Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, incredible-tasting protein bar. It has 100% chocolate on all of its bars. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Just finished up Built Bar Madness, so head over to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote. I'm about to order me some new cookies and cream, double chocolate ones, as well as mint brownie, and possibly even, if I'm going crazy, coconut brownie chunk or cookie dough chunk. Lots of good options at Built Bar. Once again, Locked 15 gets you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, that's definitely... Yeah. I agree. That that's not something that I'm concerned about, and I guess I wasn't really watching too intently on Luis Castillo's stuff or like his repertoire as much as I was Flaherty. But for Flaherty, I just thought that he had too many good pitches that were executed to perfection. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that there was a lot of Castillo making the Cardinals look silly. Whereas I thought there were a couple pitches that Flaherty buckled the knees. His fastball had life. I thought that he had certain pitches and. There were just certain moments where it's like, okay, this game's over. You know, he had a couple of strikeouts in the second inning, and I was like, okay, he's got it. This game's over. Obviously, yeah. it didn't happen. But I still feel that because of those quality pitches that he was able to make, that he can learn from that. Flaherty is a guy that talks a lot, a lot, a lot about execution. And he talked a little bit today about how once the ball leaves his hand, there's nothing he can do. So at that point, you know, it's all about his own personal execution. And he's a guy that has corrected himself in the past. 2019, the first half wasn't great. Pitches a no-hitter the day before the season, the, the first half ends. And 2019, second half was a an, a, an, a historic run, right? And then in, even in spring training, he had starts that were a little bit ugly early and then got better late. So I'm not concerned, him like you said, about Flaherty. I'm not concerned about Castillo either, but I just wasn't watching his stuff as intently as I was Flaherty's, but I think both those guys, like you said, the, the phrase you used, these starts will be a blip on the radar, and they're they're both going to be fine throughout the rest of the quarter. I, I absolutely agree, and I'm looking forward to this weekend because we're going to see some other guys like um, Tyler Malley is starting on Saturday for the Reds, and then on Sunday is Jeff Hoffman, and uh, one of them has a much higher floor than the other. <laughs> Uh, I'll be interested to see what Hoffman does with this Cardinals lineup, but I'm very interested to see if Tyler Malley can begin to take the next step, if it's going to be right away or if it's going to be something that is gradually happening throughout the season. So I'm looking forward to that on Saturday. Yeah, I think Saturday will be interesting for sure. I mean, really, both the starters for St. Louis intrigue me um, because you've got Adam Wainwright, that guy that had a really strong spring you know, you know what you're going to get from Wainwright, mid 80s stuff, curveballs, right? And then Martinez is a guy who you don't know what you're going to get. He's a complete and utter wild card when it comes to what, which Carlos Martinez are you going to get, right? So I think that both starters, or all four starters, really, because I have never heard of Hoffman. Um, all four guys could, could be intriguing, and I think this series really still could go either way. <laughs> I, I do. It does not surprise me about Hoffman. Hoffman was. A uh, actually, he was actually an acquisition by the Reds. There weren't a ton of those this off season, but he was one of them. <laughs> um, they traded Robert Stevenson for him. It were, there was a couple other um, peripheral players involved, but that was the long and short of it was Robert Stevenson for Jeff Hoffman, 
and it was basically just the Reds were done with Robert Stevenson and the Rockies were done with Jeff Hoffman. And every interview that I've heard Jeff Hoffman say, he he sounds a lot like uh, T.J. Antone. He sounds a lot like Lucas Sims. He sounds a lot like the guys that Derek Johnson and Eric Jagers and those guys have wanted to work with. And I think that they're a huge influence and a huge reason why some of these guys have come to the Reds this past offseason. A lot of these uh, lesser-known names – uh, that people are just learning about is because they know the work that these coaches put in with their players and they're looking to kind of resurrect their career a little bit. And on top of him talking a lot like the, we call them the hashtag Spincinnati guys. <laughs> actually just uh, with that hashtag on there. Um, but the Spincinnati guys uh, on top of him sounding like that, he also said, I'm really looking forward to pitching outside of uh, course. And I don't blame him because if I no, I don't pitch- blame him at all. Yeah. If I were a pitcher, uh, I, I would very much look forward to that as well. For sure. Keaton, do you have any questions for us? Thanks for, for sticking by, but if you have any questions, feel free to request to speak or f- fire some questions in discussion. But um, I'll ask you one, Jeff, what, what is your prediction for, for, I know that, that we talked about on our, and our, locker room yesterday about you you think Cardinals you think you think Red stick two to three and I think Cardinals stick two to three after seeing game one knowing the weather now a little bit more what do you think is uh what's your prediction for Saturday and Sunday well the nice thing is um Saturday and Sunday are going to be in the 60s so yeah players it's going to be a lot better I'm not going to be in attendance so it won't be as good for me but it's going to be better for the batters um I, I was intrigued. I was enthused by what I saw from game one from the lineup. But I thought game one, I was factoring game one into my uh, two two and one uh, series. So I'm thinking that it's probably going to be one and two. Uh, two and one in favor of the Cardinals, one and two for the Reds. Because uh, I, I don't know what the Reds are going to get out of Jeff Hoffman in this first start. He has been very hit or miss this spring training. So I, I think that they've got a really good shot on Saturday. And then Sunday is going to be a bit of a wild card, but I think they'll ultimately probably fall in that one. I, I th- th- This is definitely me putting way too much talk on opening day, but I think the Cardinals come away with the sweep. I, I really okay. do. I, I think that Wainwright pitches – I think both Wainwright and Martinez use a strong spring to propel them. I love what this offense is doing right now for this short stretch. Granted, it could just as easily go the other way, but I am 100% taking stock in the fact of, of what happened tonight. Um, I think on my on my podcast, I, I said that, that they might split, but I think that, that a sweep is definitely possible, and I'm going bold. I'm feeling bold today, Jeff. I'm glad baseball is back, man, and I'm not going to lie. not going to lie. Whenever there, the flyover with the national anthem, Man, oh, man, I was jumping up and down in my seat. <laughs> I believe it. Man. I, I can't wait to get back to, to Bush. Um, I, plan, I think I'm going to get the vaccine in the next two weeks, so that, that's a step in the right direction for me. But I know nice. it's not required, but that, that, that's pretty cool. And I, I'm hoping to get back to Bush at least a handful of times. 